This is Channel Attitude. Your voice, your right, your freedom. Oh shit! It's Vince Russo! Vince McMahon's best kept secret. I am the Antichrist of professional wrestling. David Arquette won the world title. I've got a wife, three kids at home, and I really don't need this shit. How can this show be so awful, Mr. McMahon? I didn't think it was. But Now you're the editor, right? Mankind did it! Jumpy, jumpy, uh, beep, beep! Goldberg steered Russo on the cake! I'm from New York. I'll get down right nasty. This is Vince Russo's The Brand. Welcome, 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 everybody. This is Lions, Tigers, Bears, and Head. I am Vince Russo. This is Jerry Lane. Uh, bro, now what? what Jeff, what, what do I say? TV star? What, what, what? TV star Al Snow? Is that how I'm introducing him now? TV star? A multi-dimensional Uberman Al Snow. How's that? Yeah. Yeah, there you go, bro. We got author. Yeah. Uh, co- comic book uh, star, TV yeah. star, OVW, the only, accredited, the only accredited video yeah. game. I, I know I missed. The, oh, the stand-up, bro. Pr- a premier, premier uh, yeah, streaming service. Yep. But yet he continues to tell these bad jokes. I just read one this morning about having a cup of coffee with the, the antidote. I'm like, really, bro? Yeah, really? my wife. Jessica brought me a cup of coffee, and I said, you know what? Go great with this. And she said, the antidote. And I said, what? She went, ah, nothing. Don't worry. Yeah, laugh at him, Jeff. Go ahead. Laugh. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. did, did yeah, you see the, hear about the conversation he had with his grandma? No. no. I asked grandma, I said, when's the last time you had, you had sex? She said, I can't remember. And I went, that was a close one. <laughs> All right, listen, Al, do me one favor. I, I'm telling you, for, for your, I, I am a, 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 I think I am a wee bit older than you. I'm 62, Al. How old are you? Two, and I'm 60, and you're humorless. That's you're that's, 60. You're yeah. 60. Okay, so I am an elder. I am an elder, right? Two years. Okay, I'm giving you advice as an elder. Oh, okay, all right. When, when Netflix execs are around, Right, yeah. Do not tell them any of these jokes. They love those jokes. And guess what you're going to see on the uh, on the. Uh, no, we're not. No, we're oh, not. Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. we're not. Lots of jokes, bro. <laughs> Lots. And this one kid, uh, Aaron Greider, who uh, helps you know helps me time the show and produce it and stuff as we're doing it because you know, uh, kind of like you know sitting at the gorilla position like what Bruce used to do and right. Uh, and I just bombard him with your mom jokes constantly. Just and, that, and that made Netflix. Part of having sex on the beach, having the tan line of your mom on me. <laughs> All right. Al. Al, I got to ask you this. And I have a Jeff, I, I man, I, 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 I'm telling you, he did not see this. He did not see this. And it's going to be a crying shame. Al, you got to watch this you know, sometime this week. Bro, did you see the video of Tony Khan going out in Chicago and addressing the Chicago crowd of his him him firing CM Punk? 
No. Oh, why? God, bro. Why would you do that? I don't understand the motivation. Well, I do. I really do. But I, I but again, it, it's not, I wouldn't, ne- you would never, and I, I hate to, that we keep using Vince McMahon as a reference point. But let's face it, I mean, it, you, who else are you going to use? You know, uh, you would never see Vince going out to exp- even at Steve Austin's height, at the at the apex uh, at, of Steve Austin's popularity. If if something had happened and Vince was in a position to where he had to release Steve Austin, he would not go out into the crowd and and you know and try to offer up a explanation to it. You know and what bro, I mean? This, and bro, this is the hometown crowd. This is Chicago. They're booing him out of the building, bro. Yeah, yeah. Hey, Jeff, 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 can you can you send the clip to Al? Can you just send him that clip? He he's got to yeah. he's got to see this. He's got to see this. What was Tony Khan's reaction? Oh my God, Al! You, I, I mean, Jeff, I don't even know where to start. His life was in danger. The the life of AEW employees went into danger. He went on muttering about how some of the employees in the back have artificial limbs and they were in danger. Bro, I ne- I never saw anything like it in my life. What was 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 CM Punk a natural disaster or, <laughs> or was it just a scuffle where he grabbed Jack Perry in a front face lock and choked him out? I mean. Bro, that's what happened. I think that's what happened. They had a they had a little scuffle at the gorilla position, and I think like a monitor or something landed on Khan's lap, yeah. and he goes into he was afraid of his life. Uh, his 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 employees were afraid of their lives. He can't he can't. People were out in the back losing artificial limbs. I yeah, mean, something it, about artificial. Then he goes into bro. Remember Steve Austin? I mean Steve Austin. Remember Steve Martin? I was born a small black child. Yeah. Then he starts cutting a promo of being born in Champaign, Illinois, like he's doing whatever he can do to get over with them, and they're booing him out the building. Uh, you will love this. Al, please, please watch. Jeff will send you a clip. Watch it, and then 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 email me your response. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's incredible. I never saw nothing like it. Well, yeah. speaking of never seeing anything like it, Jeff, should we start the uh, highlight reel? Yeah, uh, we'll, we'll yeah. do these, and then we're going to get into more of CM Punk stuff after these videos. Okay. Uh, this first one was, was sent in by Al. And now for the most devastating move in professional wrestling. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, the, 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 hey, I'm going to give that guy credit because at least he's doing it in a mockingly fashion. I mean, that that if he's like if his if his gimmick is he's a comedic wrestler that yeah. that's hysterical, bro. Here's here's the thing: we have got now they have gotten to the point where they mock mocking professional wrestling. You know, right. yep. Well, the, this is very reminiscent. Remember when they did that match in slow motion because everybody tells them to slow down. Remember that? Yeah. yeah. Oh, man, that's, that's I fun. I love the screams, now for the most devastating move in all of wrestling, and then does a rapid-fire super kick where he just repeatedly slaps his leg. <laughs> show, show, show that one more time, Jeff. That's, that's funny. And now for the most devastating move in professional wrestling. Yes. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I love I love the guy selling it to him. 
That's pretty good, Al. That one's over with me, bro. That one's over with me. That should be the guy's the whole gimmick. That should be his whole gimmick, just mocking what these guys do. I have a feeling it is. I've got a I've got a guy on the roster and he does he just does social media videos and by the name of Jack Vaughn. And he uh, he's pretty funny because he makes he makes fun of all of the stuff that a lot of the independent guys do. So yeah, uh, Vince, we had one of his clips on one of our shows. Remember the guy looking at his watch while the guy was climbing up, uh, oh, getting ready yeah. to jump off the ropes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's incredible. That's good. That one, that last clip where he's doing warm ups in the back, and as he does a deep knee bend, he slaps his leg as he straps. <laughs> As he does, you know what I mean? He does uh, all the moves and slaps his leg every single time. Bro, I, I was telling um, I was telling um Jeff yesterday, Al, um, bro, recently um Kevin Nash went down to visit visit his buddy Shawn Michael at NXT. Yeah. And Kevin Nash is watching this stuff with Sean. And Kevin Nash is just looking at Sean saying, bro, slow, tell him to slow the F down. And Sean told the turn around and said, Kevin, nope, this is what they want, Kevin. It's changed. The audience is changed. If, if it's not presented this way, they're not going to watch the show and they're going to walk out, man. It's changed. And, and he goes, and Sean says to Kevin, this is what they want today. And Kevin's like, well, I, I don't. Yeah, it's it's drinking the Kool Aid, you know, yeah, bro. Themselves and each other once they get in that bubble, that you know, oh well, that's this is the, this has changed. It's become something different, you know. And the audience will, you know, not watch if they don't give it to them. And it's like that's ridiculous. But Al, I want I want I want to ask you this one question yeah. now. I want to ask you this one question because I know you would never say this. I know Al, you will you will go to your grave before you give in to this ridiculousness. I know you. So I have to ask you. Bro, all this stuff started on the Vince's umbrella, not not Sean's umbrella, not right. Hunter's. It's on Vince's show. How yeah. did Vince ever allow this to come to be? Because it, it, it is uh, it is really difficult to be the one voice that's trying to stem the tide uh, of this type of of development you, you know it, it takes a tremendous amount of uh effort a lot of commitment to keep the talent moving in one direction and you know you can you know it just it it slowly chips away and and then at some point i'm sure he just finally gave up you know um vince mcmahon yeah because yeah because it, it, you know, and then, and then, and, you know, he, you just, I'm telling you, like here in OVW, like, I, you know, I've got to constantly have my hands on the reins, not where I'm dictating or telling them what to do, but dictating and telling them how I want it done in what manner that I want to see it presented. And I've got to constantly on a almost daily basis reinforce that. Uh, you know, uh, and why I've got to explain why. And, and believe me, it gets, it gets trying, you know, it, it, it can be a lot easier to where you just go, you know what, 
screw it, just let them go out there and do it the way they want to do it. You know, you're just not going to be able to win. You're not going to be able to beat them at it. And and then you get people that are around you that are like, yeah, you know, you really should just let this, you know, this is the new way. You know, this is this the audience, you know, they I love this one, you know. Oh, the audience, you know, they just don't have that attention span anymore. You know, because suddenly as a society, we as all in general have just become completely morons. And we just don't, you know, we just sit there drooling and we can't pay attention to anything longer than 30 seconds. That is the most absurd and ridiculous excuse I have heard used by everyone in the wrestling business to justify lazy uh, performance. Because that's all really it is. Because it, it takes time and it takes an effort and an understanding of how to actually work a wrestling match, not perform one. And then when we don't understand how to work one, we justify our behavior by going, ah, they, yeah, the audience, you know. And the last thing you want to ever do is downplay or degrade the intellect of your audience. You always want to try to work up to what you you think it is, not play down to what you think the common denominator is. Yeah, I, I think I think one of the comments Sean made to uh, Kevin Nash was, if if somebody grabs a hole, the audience is going to walk out. No, they won't. And I'm like, like what? It, it it is because of what they have done and the way they have done it. Uh, it's, uh, you know, you've got to now when they grapple, when they actually grab holds, the one thing they don't do anymore is they don't sell. And what I mean by that again, is if I grab you and even just a headlock, I need to be selling that headlock, convincing the audience. I'm trying to use it to beat you, Mm -hmm. not just stand there. And a lot of them, that's what they do. And that's why an audience doesn't care for that. Yeah, You know, I'm in the headlock. I've got to be selling that I am working, trying to get out of it or that it hurts and that I'm trying to escape. But they stand there and they just grab it and they don't move. And, and that's why, because they don't sell. They've yeah. lost the understanding of what selling really is. If you ask any of them, anyone in the wrestling business, hey, well, you, you don't sell. They'd be like, Hell yeah, I do. Did you see, man, he slammed me and I sold my ass off. No, you didn't. You acted like you were hurt. That's not selling. Selling is the ability to convince, get an audience to buy into what it is, why you're doing it, or the consequence thereof. Not of you just acting like you're hurt. That's not selling. And they all believe that. They all believe that, well, I went out there and you punched me and I acted like I got hurt. I sold your punch. No, you didn't. You didn't sell the consequence of it because no sooner than I hit you, you acted like you got hurt, and then you turned around and acted like nothing happened. Yeah. So there was no consequence to it. So you didn't sell anything. You just simply acted like you got hurt. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, let, let let's move on, Jeff, to the next one. And yeah, this was sent in by Al. Oh, my, he's walking all across. Well, these wise are going to give, aren't they? They're going to give, right? Now, I want you to watch it again, but now don't watch Spider-Man climbing across. on the the guys catching him. Okay. Yeah, watch the guys catching them. (laughs) Just how long it takes 
as they all stand there. Oh, huddled. my God. Look at this, bro. This is... There. <laughs> They're a human crash pad. That's all they are. <laughs> Jeff, play that again. Play that again. At one any point, these guys are watching them him crawl across here painstakingly, and they don't move. <laughs> yeah, it's it's like ten seconds. Yeah, look, look, look. And they're all oh, this is standing there. Oh, what a shock! I no, mean, my is. God, Alan, as a rib, if I, as just as a rib, if I was those guys, I would have walked away. Just as yeah. a rib, bitch. They left him hanging for a minute. Uh, Oh my they came back. Uh, we got you. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, all right, what's what's next, Jeff? All right, this was sent in by Al and Kevin Murray. This was that was it, bro. With everything you got going on, you're how many hours are you on the internet looking for these clips? Al, seriously, bro. <laughs> I find them. Okay. Uh, Go ahead. It's the uh, it's manifestation. You know, you think about something and then it just appears. <laughs> Go ahead, Chuck. This was on AEW this week. Oh, really? Wow. Okay. Oh, no. He came right out. They're coming right out of these. Why are people saying, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. None of these moves are having any effect. Uh, and the best part is, I know that was not the finish. <laughs> play Remember it, when play it through again, Jeff. did the Canadian Destroyer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and if it, you guys watch um, Vince's show with EC, EC3, this is what he always complains about, is this move being bastardized, how this used to be, you know, real yeah. creative and a devastating finisher. And this is yeah. like the worst case of it, back and forth three or four times. Yeah, I know. Man. I know it's the equivalent of a DDT or a super kick. Now, I again, you can you can literally take anything and One, make it mean two, three, 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 three. Yeah, and one of them. So. They bounce back and forth. So if you get hit with one and then immediately give one to the other guy, this is a, it must not hurt at all. It's uh, it's brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> Gee, man. All right, what's next, Jeff? All right, this one. This was sent in by Al. <laughs> Bro, can we can we can we at least start using different names for Al? Don't don't say <laughs> can we just make people up? Yeah. Okay, this one was this one was sent in by Antonio. Antonio, all right, go ahead, Jeff. Play this one by Antonio. Oh my God! Oh my God! It's a bunny's got chopped. Hip hop in a in a bunny suit. What the fuck? Now the bunny's got a razor blade. Oh, come on, bro. Oh, I swear, Jeff, I think that's Ronaldo Pippen we're hearing in the background, Jeff. <laughs> I go ahead, Al. What do you think about what do you think about this piece of piece of business? Little little piece of business. There's more. Watch. Oh no. Oh, that was it. That was it. Yeah. What do I think about it? Yeah. 
Well, I, you know, where do you begin? I mean, the athleticism of the guy in the bunny suit, being able to do all of that in the bunny suit. <laughs> that is impressive. That is impressive. Yeah. And again, we've, we've had this conversation, you know what I mean, about it's art and, you know, uh, you know, do I want to make my art? I want to make my art, you know, and again, you're free to do whatever you want. I don't care. It's not my circus, not my monkeys. Uh, and you know, you're going to cry and you're going to complain that, you know, Oh, I just, all I want to do is I want to be able to wrestle for a living. I don't want to be able to, I don't want to have to work a regular job. And here's why you can't. There's an idiot in a bunny suit bouncing, <laughs> making a complete and utter mockery of the very thing that you're trying to sell. And, and, you know, why, you know, if, if it's okay, you know, and listen, I want to make this perfectly clear. Okay. Because, you know, I'm going to, I know that there are going to be people doing, how do you know, blah, blah, blah. You know, I can tell you for a fact there, there's there's only one thing that's fake about professional wrestling, and that's just the outcome, just the finish, just the intent that you're out there trying to win and not lose. Guess what? In certain circumstances, there's one thing that's fake about boxing. It's just the outcome, just the finish. Uh, MMA, in certain circumstances... There, I assure you, there is only one thing that is fake, and that is the outcome, the finish. Do you see or have you ever seen in the history of any of those other sports someone in a bunny suit outboxing George Foreman? Or, you know, in an MMA match, a guy in a bunny suit shows up and goes in the octagon. You just don't. And the reason you don't is because they know how spoofing or lampooning their very own business damages its credibility and its ability to allow an audience to buy into what it is they're selling. Simple as that. You know, yeah, it's funny for the time. And, you know, and yeah, you might, you know, that guy in the bunny suit might be, you know, we, you know, be successful. Like, you know, there was that uproar where the, the girl would shove the bloody tampon or whatever in another girl's mouth, you know, during the match. Hey, look, do what you want. You know what I mean? And yeah, you can be successful doing those things, but you're only going to be so successful to a niche audience. You're never going to be in a position to where you can, you know, have a life changing. You're not going to make life changing money out of it by doing that. Yeah, you'll get booked for a short time because it's shock value and it was funny or it was, you know, uh, um, completely unexpected. You know, you'll have that wow movement. All of this, bro, all of this stuff comes down to, you know, you wanting and desperately hoping to get successful and get attention. And you might get it. But you're only going to get it from a niche audience and you're only going to get it for so for so long and then they're going to move on to something new and then you're still going to be working a regular job and driving 40 miles on a weekend to get the get your wrestling fix as opposed to you doing it for a real living being a part of a real wrestling business and being genuinely successful and being able to maybe possibly potentially you know feed your family off of just doing this and nothing else 
but you just keep on telling yourself that the shit that you're doing like this and, and being a, you know, in a bunny suit and all of these things, uh, openly blading another guy in front of the audience, all of that, you know, it's just, you know, it's just entertainment. It's just art. It's, you know, it's just fun. And, and then you're going to be getting up on a Monday morning, driving into work, wishing that you didn't have to. Yeah. And you, your, you know, your bullshit approach uh, to doing this is going to keep you in that same position. Yeah. Is there any more, Jeff? Yeah, we got a few more here. This one was yeah, sent in by... Jeff, if, if it's out, just say something. No, no. This was Big Evil Pops. Okay, all right. Okay. All right, so this is going to be fresh to Al. Fresh. I believe so. All right, here we go. With my CTE, they're all fresh to be fresh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh my God. God! Wait, that was <laughs> that happened way too quickly. Play that again, Jeff. Oh my! God. <laughs> uh, but don't worry, don't worry. He's okay. Uh, he broke his fall with his head. Bro, look at you. You know what's amazing to me, Jeff? Just go back to the beginning of this. Cl- look at the amount of people here, Al. I know. I, know. <laughs> I mean, we're doing this in front of this amount of people. I've heard that. Uh, I don't know how many times. Does it matter if it's 20,000 in there? No. I mean, <laughs> think about this. Oh, my God. How do you oh, hey, you know what? I want to potentially cripple myself for the rest of my life. Well, I better at least be 20,000 people in here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Ra, when you put it that way, I, I agree with you. I agree. Uh, yeah, uh, he probably did it for a hot dog and a handshake. What does it matter if he did it for $10,000? I was looking for a photo before. Uh, I could not find it. Listen, he, with the bunny suit and all this, yeah. please, please don't, please don't take this away from me. Uh, when uh, on our on our uh, Thanksgiving Lollapaloozas at TNA, uh, when Rudy Charles would stand there before the match with his hand up the turkey suit's mouth, as serious as a heart attack, bro. And if you lost the match, you had to put. Please don't take that away from me. Is that different than the bunny? Well, that's backstage, so that's all okay. Right. All right, all right. Okay, thank God, thank God. All right, what's what's next, Jeff? Oh my, oh my. If if it's from Al, say some somebody. No, this is from Big Evil Pops, and this is Kenny Omega taking this move this week oh, uh, on AEW. Oh, this is just. Oh, oh. oh my God! Now, how is his neck not broken? But Al, he did do that. Al, he did do this on purpose to make. <laughs> he, did, he wanted to elicit an emotional well, reaction. Oh my God! Like seriously, how is his neck not snapped right there, bro? He's young. That's why he's young. That's the only. But he reason. did this on purpose to make the people believe he really got dropped on his head. I just want you to know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look at yeah. this. Play that again, Just Play that again because this is. Oh my God, bro! And here's the thing. Again, I haven't seen the match. I guarantee it wasn't the finish. I bet you anything it was not the finish. Al, I got to ask you a question. I, I got to ask you a question. Say, say you're, you're back in your younger days. You're Kenny Omega. Yeah. This dude hits you with this, and somehow, some way, you're able to survive it, and you're still breathing, and you're not crippled. Yeah. When you, when you go to the back, 
I mean, are you reading this freaking guy the riot act, or are you just shaking hands saying great match? I I probably would be pretty upset. I mean, it's it, it, the carelessness that we're witnessing where people are just no longer responsible. You know, when, when uh, you know, I say this a lot, I know. But honestly, when, when I first broke in, you know, I was taught that if you pick someone up, you were responsible for putting them back down in a safe manner. And, you know, um, and I was taught that I, you don't bump me. I take my bumps for you, thus helping to absolve you of some of that responsibility and and putting me back down safely whenever I leave my feet. Now, these guys genuinely actually bump each other. And then they have no care or, or responsibility in how they put you back down. You know, it's like, Hey, you're on your own. I don't give a shit. And it, 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 it's just bad, bad business from the standpoint of for, I don't know who the guy is, Kenny Omega's wrestling. Um, but if the two of them were to really start to draw money, well, you know, what if Kenny got hurt in this match? Well, now the the draw is no longer the draw anymore because one of them can't, you know, is injured and can't work. And now the houses go down or the interest is lost. You know, the, you know, TV ratings are not as much. And, you know, I think we have, we, we've all failed to understand what the real wrestling business was and still is, you know, and that is, it is an event driven business. You know, we all think it's all just centered around television and television alone. And it, it really, television has been, and, and, you know, we've had this debate, I know, Vince, but it, television has been and will always be, it, it's no different than the music industry, okay? A, a, a musician, an artist, a musical artist does not really make money until they tour live in their concerts and all of that. And, and the putting music on the radio for free is really, it's just a commercial. It's an advertisement for the artist to get people interested in the artist, attend the concert, get that live event experience, which is what really drives merchandise sales and music sales for the artist. Because artists don't really, you know, it, it, it just works in a circle. Wrestling's the same way. You put a wrestler on TV to basically advertise the product that then drives an audience to want to attend live events. Having that live event experience drives television ratings, drives merchandise sales, drives pay-per-view buy rates and drives, uh, you know, uh, interest in the product that much more. That's why they go hand in hand. That's why for quite some time now in WWE, you know, there's been that pocket of people within the, the, the Titan Towers that have lobbied very heavily to stop running live events because for WWE, running live events is a challenge. It's it, it's very difficult. They have to, they have such a high overhead that they've got to draw a certain amount of people for those live events to be able to even just break even. Now, but the reason that Vince has never stopped doing them is that he understands how the business operates and that you need them. They're intrinsic to driving. They're the engine that drives everything else. 
that wrestling never was just a television product. And really, it's never meant to be just a television product. You have to have that live event uh, component to it. You know, Al, I, I am not joking about this. I can't believe... I can't believe we have not seen this happen. I'm, yeah, I'm looking at this move on uh, on Omega. Okay, bro, Omega's an executive vice president. Okay, and bro, I swear to God, we we know we know for a fact if Omega went to Tony Khan and said, "Tony Khan, why don't we do this?" You know, Tony Khan would do it. This may sound to you, this may sound crazy to you, Al, but. We're starting to see more and more of this, like every single week in AEW. You're seeing this, bro. Why? Why isn't Kenny Omega going to Tony Khan and saying, "Hey, Tony, let's add six inches of foam rubber under the mat"? Like, like seriously, like why aren't they doing that? If if they know they're going to be dropping each other on their heads, why aren't they just adding more foam rubber to the mat? Because for a number of reasons, actually, that would increase the possibility of injury um, uh, quite a bit. Um, and and also because whether you add foam rubber to it or not, that's not going to prevent from the way his body went and the way he landed on his head, the torque on his neck. What about that? Temp- what about that tempora? That temporic shit when when you when the mattress aligns to your body, so his head goes in the mattress, and we got the shape of his head in the mat. What about that, Al? Can't, can't use that. And no. use it, no good. All right, I'm just trying to help. I'm trying to help these guys out. The padding really uh, on a wrestling ring is not the primary uh, thing that ab- absorbs a lot of the impact. No, not at all. The ring and. And you've got to, be, you know, you've got to have padding that's tight enough and not too thick to where it affects the footwork or the timing and the distance of the wrestlers, but is enough that it helps to absorb along with the flex of the ring, uh, the impact when they take a bump. Yeah. All right. Uh, more, Jeff? Yeah. This next one was sent in by Matthew Ortiz. I believe this is an older, uh, older video. Again, <laughs> spectacular athleticism, you know, but what oh. about the poor guy's back? I mean, I, I, I swear to God, bro, if I was somebody like that, that tur- tuned on to this show for the first time and I don't know wrestling, I don't follow wrestling. And if yeah. I'm watching this show, Al, I am walking away from this, say, holy shit, I never in my life would want to be a professional wrestler. Yeah. Yeah, I'm telling you, they for a momentary reaction. Wow! Because again, I can't emphasize this enough. Haven't seen the match, but it wasn't the finish. Yeah. What's next, Jeff? All right, don't blink, or you might miss this one. Uh, (laughs) I don't know why the the people that put this online made this this short, but it's kind of funny out of context. This was sent in by Kevin Mari. <laughs> Wait a minute! Was that an exploding guitar on Tweety Bird? That- I believe it was a bat. Exploding uh, barbed wire. What is that? A a, a Pokemon? Is that a Pokemon? Yeah, this is so great out of context because I have no idea what's going on here. Just- <laughs> <laughs> oh, Pokemon, bro! Poor, poor Pokemon. Bro. Uh, 
Oh my god! All right, what's next, Jeff? Because I want to get to the uh, I want to get yeah. to the CM Punk stuff. All right, this is the last one. This was sent in by Chris. I believe this is recent from New Japan. Oh my god, bro! We're gonna get a slowdown because it was so fast. Oof! Uh, oh yeah, he's hurt, man. He's hurt. Yeah, so they're gonna. Here we go. Here we go. On the apron now. Look, watch the edge. Watch. Look. Oh my God, bro. That's oh my it's, God. It's okay. okay, he's all right. He broke his fall with his neck. It's fine. Oh my God, bro. Seriously, for what? For what? Look at the look at the bend of his neck. Oh, oh. man, bro. Oh. And again. <laughs> How many times do I have to say it? I promise you this wasn't the finish. I don't understand because, you know, obviously, Al, you talk about this all the time, how the people in the crowd don't understand that that hurts more than it does, you know, in the middle of the ring. What were they trying to do? Yeah, that's a good point, Al, because the way they're lined up, they're obviously not landing on the canvas. Well, Here's they are lined look, up. Look where they are. There's no way from that position he's coming back on the canvas. Let it roll. Right. Okay. There. Yeah. And you're right. I mean, it. it you know. I oh, don't know. And bro, don't, that's that's bad, bro. Like, yeah, I don't know what the point or the purpose of of you know doing this stuff on the ring apron is. I mean, I'll say it until I'm blue in the face. There's nobody in the audience. There's nobody in the building that understands that that ring apron is like concrete. It's there's no give to it. There's no, and then you've got that ninety degree angle that you, so many things could get could get injured. Yeah. And you know, nobody in the building knows. They don't. They've never. They don't even know what the inside of the ring feels like. You know. And then they they see these guys throwing each other on the ring apron. Why? I mean, nobody in the building went, oh, my God, he trial. That's really hard. They're very dangerous. They just go, oh, it's another bump to them, you know? Yeah. I just, I don't know. I don't understand it. I really don't. All right, Jeff, let's get to the news because there's a lot that I want to hear Al's uh, take on. I'm going to, like, let Al comment. I know a lot of people want to hear what Al has to say about this stuff. So go ahead. What do you got, Jeff? Yeah, well, last week we discussed the backstage altercation with CM Punk and Jack Perry. Shortly after we had recorded that show, Tony Khan and AEW announced that CM Punk was released, fired, however you want to put it. They put an announcement out on Twitter. All Elite Wrestling has terminated the wrestler and employment agreements between Philip Brooks, CM Punk, and AEW with cause effective immediately. This termination was confirmed today by CEO, general manager, and head of creative of AEW, Tony Khan. So what's interesting in that is they say wrestler and employment agreements. So we've heard the rumors that maybe he had some type of office position. That might be what they're what they're yeah. talking about there. Now, Jack Perry, as, the t- as of the time of this recording, is suspended indefinitely. He has not been terminated. So there, there's been... A lot of rumors, like Vince was talking about earlier, there's a rumor that a monitor fell on Tony Khan. We don't know if that's true. Tony Khan did say in an announcement after this that he feared for his life. There's been reports that Punk may have lunged or grabbed Tony Khan. That has not been confirmed either. But again, this stems back to 
Perry making the comment that he made on the air that that was real, real Glasgow, Crimea River, CM Punk and him got in the altercation backstage and then Punk gets gets fired. So can you clarify, though, Jeff, that he was fired on the um, uh, on the recommendation of the disciplinary committee? Yeah, the disciplinary committee apparently with was with lawyers all recommended to Con that they fired listen, him. Can I ask you a favor? You and I are friends. I would never in a million years ask you for a job. But if you decide one day you're going to have a disciplinarian committee, can, can I can I throw my name in that hat? I, I, I want to be on that committee. Can you please can, throw you my do, name in that hat? You and Pat Kenny. Yes, thank you. Very, I just spoke to Pat Kenny last week, Al. I had a long conversation with Pat. We talked about you. We, we, we always do. Yeah, he's doing good, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you're good. So what are, uh, what, are we, what are we asking him uh, uh, in particular here, Jeff? What do we want to know from Al? Well, going by basically what we know, and we can only get the confirmation from the things that Tony Khan has said at this point, that everybody was in danger. Their lives were in danger backstage. He had people no with artificial People with artificial limbs. Yeah, yeah. The 50-year-old 50 50 people. around. Somebody lost an arm. They just fell forth. <laughs> Prosthetics were exploding on, you know. <laughs> Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, so Khan said they had that disciplinary committee and lawyers, and they all recommended to him that he terminated CM Punk. I mean, there's a lot here. First off, is that should that have been done? How? I mean, it's like how does this affect business? Well, we got an actual number on that because Tony Khan opened the collision that night on the air telling every single detail of this to the television audience. After that aired, they lost immediately 19% of their audience. Um, collision averaged 345,000, the lowest viewed collision ever after Khan made that announcement that CM Punk, uh, that he fired CM Punk. There's also a rumor that a week prior, again, this is rumors, so speculation, we don't know, but there was a scheduled meeting between CM Punk Tony Khan and the elite to bury the hatchet and get everything moving in the right direction. And then at the, at the last minute, the, the elite, the bucks and Omega canceled the meeting. And then the report is that added a lot of frustration to punk at the event. Now we do know this was confirmed by pictures. Nobody arrived at the airport to pick up CM punk, to give him a ride to the arena. Like was supposed to happen. He had to get on a train to, uh, to get to the station i'm sure that added to his frustrations as well but after all of this after the scrum a year ago almost to the to the day because it was this the same event all the money everything the punk aew era is over hmm. i uh you know i don't know who's right or who's wrong or if anybody is you know, in, in that regard, I think we discussed some of this last week, and I think it comes down to, again, lack of leadership, uh, lack of, uh, of a sense of accountability uh, on the locker room's part. Um, I do believe, too, that it was a strategically, it was a bad move by Punk um, prior to this, you know, with the incident that happened apparently a, a year ago, I guess, um, at the scrum and with, you know, 
employees, vice presidents, uh, executive employees coming in and and starting the altercation gave Punk the driver's seat legally. Uh, And now, you know, uh, in what we're seeing with Khan saying, I'm feared for my life, people's prosthetic limbs were falling off, you know, backstage, Uh, you know, uh, as if it was a volcanic eruption or an earthquake. Uh, It was a, it was a, it was a, you know, a very probably uh, short uh, kind of not very dramatic uh, scuffle that happened in gorilla right in front of him. And, uh, but they're taking the tact of, of course, what they all, what, you know, uh, they do. And that is when they, you know, are backing themselves up legally, they characterize everything in a over the top fashion so that they can, you know, go into court and say these things and try to influence, you know, uh, someone to find in their favor. And, and I think, you know, punk really screwed himself up on this because if he had, you know, he could have stayed in the driver's seat for a very long time with that, you know, potential lawsuit hanging over their heads. But now the fact that he has done something yet again, uh, with another talent and, you know, and from what reports say, cause you know, of course, uh, everything that comes out of the back of the locker room is always 100% accurate. Never, never filled with anyone else's agendas or anything like that. Um, what, you know, it sounds as if he was physically at least, you know, what he comes across as is physically the aggressor. And as such, he just now shot himself in the foot as far as his original standing with the case, you know, the original case, you know, there was an altercation and all of that. And, you know, executive employees came in and the altercation occurred. Now there's an altercation with yet another talent. But, you know, now there's one common denominator between the two instances. And that happens to be CM Punk. So now legally they can go, oh, shoot, here we go. And I'm sure the disciplinary committee, which just consisted of a bunch of attorneys, went, here's your chance, man. Here's your out. If you want to get out from underneath the sword of Damocles that's hanging over your head, Tony, as far as this lawsuit thing goes with punk, here's your opportunity. Take it and run with it. And and basically make it as big a pitch as possible when you go out to sell it. Now, uh, Tony coming out and addressing this again in public, we all know my opinion about this stuff. I think it is the worst thing you can do. Uh, you know, I don't think one, I don't think anyone in that building or, or in the general public is entitled to know what any of this stuff is about or what's going on. Quite honestly, I don't, you know, it's none of their business Two, I don't, it much like your family, you know, what happens in your house stays in your house because the neighborhood doesn't know and appreciate and love your family the way you do, you know, and you, you know, and every family in the neighborhood has things that are they're dealing with in their house. They just don't walk up and down the street announcing it to everyone. And, the, and you know, there's no place or purpose in doing this, uh, you know, and going out to your 
to your television audience going out to your you know uh in-house audience and announcing hey uh i fired him he's gone you number one you didn't fire him because he was not unless he had an employee arrangement which apparently he must have well then you you fired him from that portion of his contract she can't fire a wrestler. You don't hire wrestlers. It's a business relationship between the promoter and the wrestler. The promoter provides the platform and the venue and the and the you know the promotion of the product. The product being you. You are in business for yourself. You're an entrepreneur, okay, and you are working with the promoter to get your product out in front of as many people as possible to be able to capitalize on. You know, and and monetize it and and take advantage of it. So you can't fire wrestlers. I, it, that drives me nuts. You know, oh, we we hired so no, you didn't. You signed somebody. You signed a wrestler, and then you release them. You did not. You release them from their contractual obligation to you. You did not fire them because they were never hired. They were not employees, and they and they can't be employees because they are. Not contractors, they're entrepreneurs. They're in business for themselves. Hey, 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 I want to ask you a question because you are much, 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 much more of a historian than I do. And and if this happened, you know it. Bro, outside of the nails incident, yeah. do, do you know of any other stories where a wrestler actually physically attacked a promoter, like in the history of the business? The only one I ever heard about was nails. Do you know yeah. of any others? Oh, there have been plenty of encounters like that, yeah, over the With years. talent and the promoter. Yeah, not often, though. Not very yeah, often. Not, not often at all. You think it would happen more, you know? Not, I mean, there, there's kind of a line there, you know what I mean, that you don't cross, you yeah, know. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it, and part of that was that, you know, the boys, even though they bitched and complained and pointed figures at the office, and, you know, even if you right now, you go talk to one of the guys that worked back in the, you know, worked the territories back in the 70s or the 80s, and you bring up a bro, yeah, yeah, that guy was a good guy, but, man, he screwed me on this, he screwed me on that. I mean, right. they all – that's always the mentality, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uh, no matter how good you treated them or you paid them, whatever, oh, they, you know, jerked me around on this, screwed me on that, you know, always got to complain. But not much as in, you know, as far as physical altercations, yeah. there have been some, but yeah. you know, not as many as you would think. Um, right, now, now, Al, before we get to the next news topic, because I don't want to uh, forget this, Al, you do know a little bit about promotion, correct? Wrestling, um, wrestling promotion. Try, yeah. Uh, I tell me what you think about this, okay? I'll listen closely, okay? Yeah. You know, I saw a poster at the uh, train station at Wembley, and obviously, if you go to Wembley, you know, there's stuff. But I mean, as far as you know, the whatever it is, um, out and about at um, Buckingham Palace area, um, nothing. There were no all-out posters at Buckingham Palace. Well, I didn't expect them, but I expected. Something, you know, like you go out there and you see some reminiscence of something. Al, can we get, listen, can you contact, whatever your contact is. You know, know, you know whenever we used to run Washington, D.C., yeah. we would run the, you know, the Capitol Arena, yes. whenever it's called now. We'd run yes. Washington, D.C. We'd always post or the White House. You know what I mean? Not only, always- I remember that you, you guys would put a WWF cap on the Lincoln Memorial when he's sitting there. Oh, yeah, in the, yeah, he'd, have, he'd have the WrestleMania <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we always go since out in front of the White House, just covered like a carnival. So, you know, <laughs> Al, there are 800,000 people watching this show, and he, he he's looking for banners hanging from Buckingham Palace. <laughs> That's your buddy, Al. That You endorse that man. You endorse him, Al. I don't endorse. No, I do not. No. All right. What's what's next, Jeff Farrell? What's well, that, that, you know uh, you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna swing by the Pentagon. We're gonna fly. <laughs> you idiot! <laughs> Bucky, there was no AEW promotion at Buckingham Palace. Al. Yeah, we're you know amazing. All right, what do you got, Jeff? What else you got, Farrell? Well, that was basically it this week. But I wanted to ask Al because you put out a tweet, Vince, on Con going out to in front of the Chicago audience to explain to them before the show about why he fired CM Punk. Vince, you tweeted that if you were working there, you would have tackled them. Done oh, anything. yeah, I would have. I would have. Yeah. So, like, come on. If you're one of the boys, are you not taking this guy down at the knees before he goes out there saying, no, bro, we're not. We're not letting you do this. Here's. I, I would adv- I give advice. You know what I mean? And if you're smart enough, I don't need to tell you. And if you're dumb enough, you're clearly not going to listen. You know, and I would be standing there going, don't do this. Don't do this. This is not good. Don't do this. And I'd literally watch him walk right through the curtain, ignoring me, you know, and you know, because they all think, Vince, they all think, well, I know I'm a fan. I, I watched, you know, I listen to podcasts. I read newsletters. I obviously know and understand this business as well as you do. Of course you do, because you all you've never done it before in your life. You've never had a situation like this. You don't understand the repercussions and ramifications of it because you've never experienced it. You know, like when you were a child and your mom would say, don't touch that that's hot. And you just walk over there like, well, what's he know? Oh, my God. And burn your hand. Same thing. You can't you. But you just again, that's why you give advice, because. Hey, don't do that. Don't, don't do it. You know, it, it's going to be bad. It's going to get, it's going to have more of a backlash than you think. It's not going to. I agree with that. Ah, what do you know? I know this business. I'll walk out there and do one. Okay. You know, I, you know, I, you know, you can only, you can't, you can't, you can lead a horse to water. You can't make them think. I mean, it just, and, and the sad thing is for Tony, you know, he has a lot of people around him that are willing to continue to substantiate his own self-belief in the fact that he actually thinks he knows as much as some of the guys like an Arn Anderson or why didn't Arn Anderson speak up? Why didn't, uh, you know, JR, JR. Yeah. You know, we've got a list of guys that all know, and would have exactly the same opinion that I have. Yep. Why not? Hey, protect, have him protect. You know, protect him from himself. Hey, I want to yep. pull you aside. And if enough of them had cotton, you know, pulled him aside and said, "Hey, uh, Tony, I know you heard you had this plan. You were going to go out and you know have this conversation with the audience. I don't think you should do it." Walks ten feet. There's another one. Hey, uh, Tony. Uh, yeah, this is a bad idea, man. I don't really think you need to be going out there. Walks ten feet. Here's another one. He might get the message, but everyone stays quiet. Everyone acquiesces. Everyone just plays along. 
because now, you know, and we're just getting a paycheck. You know what I mean? If the kid wants to go out there and do something stupid, we'll let him go out there and do something stupid. And you know what, Al? Here's the part that gets me because you and I were there for a very long time. The Those that support Tony Khan over something like this yeah. are the same exact people that chastised Dixie Carter for how clueless she was. Bro, Dixie Carter never did anything like this. I mean, Dixie did some things she shouldn't have done, and she'll tell you she shouldn't have done them. She never, ever did anything this boneheaded, bro. No. No, and, and uh, you know, I want to make this again because I always put this caveat in there. The only reason that, you you know, any of us care is that we really want to see AEWs not just survive, but thrive. You know, we desperately need it to do so. And watching them steer the ship the way they're steering the ship, inevitably, it's going to hit an iceberg. Well, well it's Al, th- th- not a matter of, not a matter of if, it's a matter of when it's going to happen. Al, think, of, think about this. Think about this. I, 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 I'm sorry to interrupt you, but I, I just want to, I want to nail your point here because nobody's saying anything about this. And if anybody knows television networks, it is Al. So, Al, think about where they are now. They had the main show Dynamite. They added Rampage on Friday night. Rampage bombed. So now they offer the network. Oh, bro, we're going to, we're going to do the CM Punk show on Saturday nights. The network gives them another show. Like I said, I still think that Tony Khan could be paying for the time, but say he's not. Now the network gives them a third show. Now that third show is doing what Rampage is doing, Al. So what you're saying is absolutely correct. Of the fact now that Punk is not on that show and it did it, its lowest number, now that is going to hurt the relationship with the network. And Tony Khan now kind of shot himself in the foot because he publicly goes out and says, I did it. Right. You know? And now he's got heat, not just with the fan base, which let's face it, the fan base is what makes any wrestling promotion. But this particular wrestling promotion has totally relied on that singular fan base because they've done zero. They have done nothing to build an additional fan base. They've not brought in any casual uh, Mr. and Mrs. Walmart type viewers. They've actually doubled down and have tried to play more to that niche type audience. And now you've just went out and taken responsibility for eliminating one of the leaders of that niche type audience, you know, CM Punk. And you're not going you don't think you're not going to have some kind of backlash. And then when you do have that backlash, you don't think the executives at the uh, at, at the network are going to call in to play your judgment and be like, "What are you doing?" You know, yeah. You know, if you'd have kept it quiet, kept it low key, you know, I'm, you know, not being clandestine, but quite again, quite honestly, why do you, a person who is has nothing to do with the wrestling business, you just love it, you watch it, why do you need to know the inner workings behind the curtain, the backstage? of what took place and why punk was released and all of that. You don't because it's none of your business. It doesn't affect you in any manner whatsoever. 
And why is it that Tony Khan feels that he needs the approval of the audience in regards to business decisions that he makes that are, you know, quite honestly, are for the sake of AEW and for the sake of AEW's fan that they can be able to continue to watch and support AEW. Al, I'll tell you exactly why. This is what it all comes down to. Seriously, because I, I've asked myself the question over and over and over again. Why in God's name would you? Al, wait. This is nothing until you see it. When, when you see it, the way you feel now is going to be times 100, okay? But, Al, I think this is what it all comes down to. Bro, he wants to be beloved by everybody in that community. So he's actually going out there saying, God, I was the victim. I was the victim. He threatened me. I was afraid of my life. Al, are you really in professional wrestling? Are you really going to please everybody, bro? That you got to go out to them and explain to them why you did what you did? Never. And Never. You know, that's that that is that's there are people that are in desperate need of approval and are desperate need of being liked, not being respected. Yes. You know, and and that lack of respect is going to be a detriment and continue to be a detriment to AEW and its operations. You know, because Tony Khan is the figurehead. Tony Khan is the leader, you know, and and a leader has to have, without a doubt, has to have the, the talent's respect and has to have the audience's respect. And pandering like that, and that's all it was, was Tony Khan going out to pander to the audience, um, seeking approval, uh, literally just probably cost him a lot more respect both within and both backstage. You it know? does Al, because once you see it, bro, it comes across as so weak and feeble. I, I can't wait till you see it. This is going to be me though, Jeff, be honest, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. When I'm watching next Wednesday, when I'm watching this wrestlers on Netflix, and God forbid Al really does tell one of his jokes. And I'm going to be sitting there saying, now, why, why, Al, why, why are you doing this? That, this is going to be very reminiscent of that, Al. Oh, no, no. no. <laughs> Speaking of next Wednesday, Al, what a big day, bro. The 13th on 13th. Netflix. Is there a time, Al? Is there a time? Do we have a time? Midnight on Tuesday, the 12th. Oh, okay. So, so midnight, midnight. Beautiful. It releases midnight of Tuesday, the 12th, which is actually Wednesday, the 13th. So, yeah, yeah it'll be out and uh, it'll be on Netflix. And uh, I'm very excited. I, you know, um, you know, I'm, I'm sure, you know, that there's going to be a, you know, I hope people enjoy it. I hope people find it interesting. I hope it gives them, uh, again, maybe a little more insight and a, a little more appreciation. Um, uh, I, you know, I'm sure there are going to be detractors. There are going to be people that are going to be negative about it, and that's fine. I don't, I don't mind that at all. Um, you know, and I'm sure there are going to be those that are be like, "Oh, you're such a hypocrite." You know, you claim you know what, you know, kayfabe. And listen, I still try to some degree to do that in this thing, but you got to weigh much like I always talk about the risk and the reward. And, you know, I think that 
um, this overall is going to be a positive for OVW and for the talent there. And, you know, so if I've got to, you know, open, pull the curtain back a little bit uh, to do that, then so be it. You know, During the filming of this program, will, will uh, anybody with artificial limbs be in danger during the film? Uh, yes. Uh, you know, no, there's always that uh, <laughs> chance. There's somebody anywhere in the building walking around with a prosthetic. It could, it <laughs> you know, particularly float or fall off or run away. I, you know, I don't know. Yeah, I can't wait. I'm gonna. I'm. I'm actually gonna watch it midnight on Tuesday. I'm always up late. I can't wait to see this. What What else is going on out? Uh TV. Uh, you know, but the phone call earlier that interrupted us. OVW live uh, this Thursday. You know, today every Thursday night from 7 p.m. to 9 p.m. Eastern on Fight TV uh, around regionally and all of our broadcast partners. And then from Canada to Puerto Rico, Guam, Virgin Islands, Bahamas on all of our national partners as well. Uh, you know, check it out. If you have more interest, you can go to ovwrestling.com. Um, and you can get watch as I run the Muppet show next week, the 13th and, uh, try to control all of them as I'm just frog, you know, Kermit the frog running around backstage. Like, uh, oh, I thought when you said Muppet show, I thought, uh, with the, with the only accredited school, uh, uh is there now going to be a new class, uh, wrestling in, in, uh, character outfits? Is that, is yeah. that going to be a new class? Again, after every week of these videos, the syllabus continues to grow. Uh, and, you know, we decided that we're going to add, um, you know, um, mascot work. Into- yes, mascot. Very nice, Al. Yes. Uh, where you'll be wearing a large cartoonish outfit and then wrestling athletically in it. Now, do uh, they have to buy their own or do you supply those? Uh, no, they got to buy their own. It's, it, okay. we, we, we put that under school supplies. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> like books, pencils, paper, mascot. Yeah. <laughs> very nice. Uh, very yeah. nice. Okay. You need your mascot outfit, just like you know your wrestling boots, your knee pads, your tights. You need a, you need a, lot of, a lot of modern wrestling. I guess they don't need those anymore because people wear sneakers and. Hey, bro! You know, at least at least people won't get hurt if they're dropped on their heads. That's true. They've got that bunny suit that they can protect. Them. <laughs> so. Uh, they can go out and do all the apron work they want while they're learning their mascot work, too. There you go. Kill two uh, birds. Man, oh, it's a little bit more dangerous doing the firework because that mascot out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Animal, you know what I mean? Well, they would have to be a what? Re, re, what do they call it? Re, retardant or re, flame retardant? They, yeah. Make sure they're flame retardant. Oh, that's that's for the advanced classes. Yeah. <laughs> at the ovw academy go to ovwacademy.com and you can find out more information about all of the different types of work because let's face it work rate is what's important the rate that you can be able to do all of these different things like yes up on your head bump yourself on the apron and then spontaneously combust to where you shock people with prosthetic limbs to where they fall off in a moment's notice. <laughs> very nice. Uh, very you nice. Follow me on social media. You can go to the real Al snow on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, the whole nine yards. If you are interested in uh, my stand up comedy, which I am funny, uh, you can, you can uh, watch the, uh, 
um, my uh, special, comedy special with David Vox Mullen from Zany's Comedy Club in Chicago on the premier streaming network. If you're interested in comic books, you can go to brokeniconcomics.com and you can The Ballad of Al Snow and Head and uh, The Adventures of Al Snow and Head. Uh, team up with guys like Chavo Guerrero, Tommy Dreamer, uh, Scotty Tuhati. Uh, it's pretty incredible. Uh, if you are interested in my book, uh, my autobiography, uh, it's self-help, uh, life lessons from the bizarre experiences of Al Snow's wrestling career. Um, that's on amazon.com. And I think that's about it. No, I got a question. When, when can we start looking for this Western? What, what's, what's happening with that Western you shot? Uh, unnatural. It's in post-production right now. And that, that takes a while, you know, because they, they 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 do so I, that those you know producing a film is pro, is so tedious because yeah, yeah. it's such a long process because you go and you you do all the filming then you go back you do a bunch of pickup shots and then you know they they go through the editing process and then do they colorize they light correct they sound correct you know I'll probably have to at some point go do what they call ADR, which is audio digital recording to, you know, I'll literally have to watch back what I've done and then recite the lines again in the same manner while I'm watching it to kind of match myself up with my own lips. And, and that, that's tedious. I mean, it really is. Jeff, did you catch Um, that? Bye. We're gonna have to go back and do uh it's what they call ADR, Jeff, uh, yeah. in the business. So are you gonna have to go back and shoot somebody with a prop gun? Did they did they uh, and kill them? Did they did, did they do that scene yet? Oh, we've done those scenes, Jeff. Okay. <laughs> Man, I yeah. swear to God, look at this out. It was a saloon scene and I literally went in there and shot the guy with his gun and a lady was there with a prostate leg and it just fell right off of the floor. Listen, I'm adding a I'm adding a fourth name to the list. Ba- based on everything Jeff he's got going on, I'm adding a fourth name to the list. I'm making it official. It's been three names for very long. When the end of the world comes, total Armageddon. Right. Okay, they're going to be four four things standing. Cockroaches, nothing's going to kill the cockroaches. Nothing, yeah. bro. Share, share will it will live forever, unless she melts. Unless she melts. Double J, forget uh, about, forget about Double J. He's he ain't going nowhere. My money's more on Double J. And I'm adding Al Snow to that list. Yeah. I'm adding Al Snow to this. Listen, everybody, the great Al Snow. Jeff, you you sent him the clip. I will. Yeah, yeah. Al. Let's open with that next week because it it, it ain't nothing till you see it, bro. Can't wait to watch it. I'm okay. excited. All right, say goodbye. Wait, one, one more time, guys. Midnight on Tuesday. Midnight on Tuesday. Yeah, because we will be talking about that next week right here. I can't wait, bro. September 13th, Netflix, Wrestlers. Say goodbye, Al. Goodbye. All right. The great, uh, the great house. <laughs> I can't, I can't believe how much this guy's, how many irons this guy's got in the fire. This house, you know, it's every week, bro. I swear to God, Jeff. At the end of every show, I know we got to add more and more time for what what Al's doing all, all week long. But uh, what are you doing all week long, Jeff? Well, you can check out our Patreon, guys. We got a bunch of different content over there than you'll find here on Channel Attitude. Different personalities. Disco's on Patreon, EC3's on Patreon, Just Incredible's on Patreon. Of course, we got 
Ronaldo Pippen. Ronaldo Pippen. Yeah, and, uh, look, Ma. Yeah, Nick Venom. Truth with consequences. Tier start. Uh, the first tier starts at three dollars a month. You can check out the tiers and and see, you know, where you would uh, which content fits for you. And you can check that out at Patreon.com/slash/RussoTWC. Yeah, guys, a lot of people have been signing up for Patreon, and that I, I think that's awesome, bro. I think you guys will really enjoy it over there. You know, guys, we never, we never intended to go on to platforms that wasn't our plan what was happening way back in the day was we were churning out so much content that the realm network could not handle all the content we wanted to do and that is why we had to go to another platform in a uh, patreon i just want everybody to understand that but knowing that bro we've made it affordable for you to get both that's why Patreon starts at 75 cents a week. So check it out, everybody. For me, Jerry, Al, we'll see you next week.